Welcome to episode 13 of Jangana Podcast. The Jangana Podcast is a community conversation platform. We bring together a youthful perspective on the built and technological industry of Kenya, holding the powerful, accountable, through fearless, adversarial, and truthful discussions. Our focus is on the environment, infrastructure, technology, politics, and corruption. Our effort is to promote the social well-being of our listeners. We have a DIY session where one learns how to build. Today I'm joined by three of my good friends and colleagues, I must say. And first they love to introduce themselves, then I'll put more sauce on their story. We start with a gentleman, then the only lady in the, <laughs> the building. <laughs> Victor Nikal here, a graduate architect by profession. Yeah, he's an architect. Yeah. Mike. I'm construction project manager by profession. Michael Auma. Mike Auma. Nam Ivy Jerry, an urban planner. Welcome, Ivy, Mike, and and Victor. Today, the discussion is on the new Nairobi Metropolitan Services, the NMS, and its role so far in bringing a new life and a change to the city of Nairobi. So before I start, I must say I'm happy that I'm joined by uh, my, my friends. These are like my, these are always like my beacons. Every, every person who comes to this show has proven to be a person that helps Jangana grow and also grows the community. So maybe a brief history of Nairobi before we delve into how we reached to NMS. Did you know NMS is not the first idea? It's not a first idea. There's a time the Nairobi City Council was disbanded for nine years by the then president. He formed a Nairobi City Commission. So he fired all the mayors he formed the commission. The commission, one of the most popular commissioners during that time is a former MP was called Fred Gumo, was one of the commissioners then. Then there's mm -hmm. some, some, they brought in directors from the Kenya Railways. This, this goes beyond, this goes similar to how Nairobi was formed. Mm -hmm. So according to history, uh, Nairobi existed because of a railway line. I don't know how true that is. So this very, place, very there was true. nothing. It's very true. Until <laughs> the railway line came. And they built a station. And they built a station. Yes. Then after the building of a station, Nairobi existed. And it was a swampy area. So the year is 1900, Nairobi started. Mm -hmm. Then in the year 1905, I did turn something down just... You can also Google it. East African Protectorate headquarters was formed in this place. Then 1919, this is 19 years after the railway was here, there was a city municipality status was bestowed to Nairobi. It was given a city municip municipality status and a colony status. This was signed from, I think, Zanzibar. 
They used to operate from Zanzibar, then they made Nairobi's the headquarters for the colonial rule. Then we go down the history. In 1919, when it was formed, then we had the first mayor of Nairobi. Any guesses? 1919, first mayor. He was a man. He was a man. <laughs> 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 that you know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was a man. Uh, yes. He was a foreigner, let's say that. Mm. His name was Richard Woodley. That's why they named the Woodley area after uh, him. Mm. That was the name of the first mayor. Oh. Then it went, went, right, 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 right. Then we had the first black mayor. This one everyone knows. It was after independence in 1963, for four years to 1967. It was Charles Rubeya. He was the first black mayor of Nairobi. Oh, yeah, he was. Were you there? Were you there, serious? <laughs> 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 TV. You remember his barrier? Did you ever see the man like physically? Rubeya, Charles? No, I just saw the pictures on TV. He died last year, December. December 2019. May he rest in peace. He was the first mayor of Nairobi. Then there's always something they say there was a first female mayor, woman mayor. Ivy, you should know that one. Should I? Two thirds. Two thirds. Two thirds of? So the first woman mayor was a white lady. She was the wife of De La Mer. Oh. She became the first mayor of female. Then after Charles, uh, so when the black people started coming into mayorship, there was no other black. After 1963, it was just African, African, African. Or what they used to call us the natives. So the natives, the first was Margaret Kenyatta. She also oh. passed on, I think, last year. Mm. She was the first mayor of, the first woman mayor, and I think the last woman First local mayor. woman. Native. native. Oh, first native. native. Yes. First, first Kenya. Mm. So after that, I think Nairobi did not accept any other woman as a mayor. Mm. Whatever she did in that topic. <laughs> 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 it must have been what was done to her. What was done to her. <laughs> it goes both ways. <laughs> so after that, you went, you went, you went, up to until before the new constitution. Then you had the, maybe the last three famous mayors I think you're all familiar with. It was Majiwa, Dikwatika, then the, this last one. The last one is the MP right now. You don't know. You tell us. Tell us. You can tell us. I forgot to write the name. Also, we had a very famous deputy deputy mayor. I don't. I think out of all deputy mayors we've had, is one that is familiar with all of us. Why do you assume he's familiar with all of us? I did too. Oh yes. Okay. I did too. I did too. Was a deputy mayor. And how they got into the election, it was by acclamation. They were going into election to become mayor, then the other side of the politics had refused to go for elections, so they said, oh, yeah. and they just acclaim. So mm -hmm. that's how we got into deputy mayorship. So the story ended before the new election, that is, to 
2012. It's when we started counties. Yeah, that's when counties came into place. 2010 is the proclamation of the constitution. Then 2012 is when we started the counties. Devolution. Yes. Yes. Then yeah, we started the counties <coughs> in 2012. So from 2012, we had our first governor, then there's the devolved government, then the, the structure of the city changed a bit. Then uh, the first governor did his first term up to 2017. Then after 2017, we had a new governor. He did his term up to, I think he still He's remember still up to. Still doing his stuff. Yeah, I'm saying. Still doing his stuff. You're saying actively. Yes. Actively, what do you mean? he did 2012, yes. 2013. <laughs> He's still officially the governor. They got burned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from 2019. Mm. 2018 was the election. 2018 was the a commission was formed again. This is the same commission when there was Nairobi City Council. I don't know why I'm going through all this history, but I think it's important. In the year between 1983 and 1992, the then president stopped the operations of Nairobi City Council, and he formed a Nairobi City Commission that trained for nine years. This commission was led by a chairman, and members. It, is, it was something similar to Nairobi Metropolitan Services that we have. The similarities maybe is because there's just something similar. There is point of argument. If, if, but I ask, <laughs> if I can ask, why, why was the commission formed? It was between 1983 and 1992. Is, you said why or when? <laughs> well, Wikipedia just says it was formed. <laughs> maybe I think it's be, because of similar situation we are having the right now. Yeah. Okay, okay. I remember, I remember. Wikipedia <laughs> said uh, <laughs> they formed because of corruption. So they disbanded the Nairobi City Council because of corruption. So for nine years, also this commission failed. Some of the famous chairman in the commission was Fred Gumo. He started from there. Before he became MPS. Like yeah, yeah. And so he started from there. Mm. Then there were some guys from Kenya Railways. Also, they were brought to the commission. Mm. I think they felt the railways and Nairobi. <laughs> the railways. <laughs> These people can run this place. So it also failed because they failed to solve some city woes, problems. Who's is the word from Wikipedia? City problems. Mr. <laughs> 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 Week. <laughs> <laughs> and there was also political manipulations. So we resumed back to default setting as of 1992 mm. to now the present time. Mm. Things have changed. Now we have an Nairobi Metropolitan Services. And the issues that are to be addressed by the Nairobi Metropolitan Services is what we will discuss today and Today, I feel like I've talked a lot. So, the areas were lack of appropriate urban plans. You can start with that. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think, Nairobi, you have a, an urban plan that we, we can stick to? Because there is one we know that has always, it started 
back then in 1948. It was called the Nairobi Master Plan. Up to now, you have the new new plan. The, the we have the NAMSIP. Which is the latest? The NAMSIP. NAMSIP. And then, okay, the most visionary plan I can say for Nairobi was the 1973 plan, which would which stated that even the Ngong Road we use right now mm. was to be expanded in the 70s. But you can see the expansion is... It's ongoing still. It's still ongoing yeah. in 2020. In 1973? 50 years down the line. 1973 plan. Yes. Also... This one I came across, the, the first one, 1948. Mm -hmm. It addressed housing issues. So the white people had reached the railways here. So they came up with a plan of how they are going to put people in housing areas. So they had two concepts. The first concept was called the land Landis concept, like Landis Road. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it covered the areas of Karyoko, and the houses were built like rows, <coughs> similar to what exists there. Yeah, a lot of the houses are built like that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was one plan. Then they had another one called the Garden City plan, mm -hmm. the Garden City concept. Oh, based on. Uh, so Garden City yeah. was an and advanced landis. So they brought in shops, schools inside the concept, yeah, yeah. like Kaloleni, mm -hmm. Comparehe, those areas. So for, for Landis, mm -hmm. they had started building by using mud and iron sheets. Mm. So they improved to, to put in stones mm -hmm. by an engineer. Mm. So yes, some engineer <laughs> came up with the idea. Some engineer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You must be proud. They improved in them to now what is Mudurwa. Uh. So Muduru a long time was market, was made of the houses next to Muduru, mm -hmm. those ones, yeah. that area. Yeah. So that was an initial plan, mm -hmm. and the purpose was to settle Indians, mm -hmm. Indian workers, mm -hmm. Kenyan workers, the natives Africans. were not allowed to stay in Nairobi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they used to come to Nairobi by, I think, an ID. You have to take a letter from your chief with a reason why you're coming from to Nairobi. Reserve. <laughs> yeah, you and you have to, <laughs> and you have to go back. <laughs> so, permanent dwellings were not for for natives. But even if you look at areas that were posh areas, now it was only white people who used to stay there. Mozaiga, Karen, Kitisuru. You see, yeah. I got something that also I think it's something when people are addressing about housing in Nairobi, they should think about. If people really have changed their perspective on permanently staying in Nairobi, and even about the housing situation, you can see the the colonists used to live in livable areas. Mm. Like, look at the temperature. Look at the dilating landscapes. The look at mm, the yeah. everything. So everything. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is that in Nairobi, the places that were earmarked for residential were all taken up by. By the colonialists. Yeah, and then and us. They've stayed 
there and are still no. Yeah, and when they left, yeah. the yes. people, the, yeah. native, the natives with, the ma- with money are the ones who yeah, took yeah. them over. The rich, the highest bidder. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and for blacks, you can see they stayed in flat areas. Mm. Like, look at the... The, the flooding yeah. areas, yeah. The yeah. natives. Mm. The natives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Blacks, I'm sorry. sorry. Not, they call uh, us. not very black. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just like me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can... Posh areas like... Karen, Runda, they have a very long history. They still remain posh to date. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But very controlled. But look at Muduru. Who wants to go to Muduru? <laughs> it's less in general. But the yes. future is going to be dense development. So uh, yeah. about the future, do you think there's a housing plan for the future or we're just doing affordable housing as part of a big four agenda? Is there a plan where we say like, where is the nearest affordable housing from here? Pangani. Ngara. 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 Pangani. Yeah. Those are the yeah. ones where they are the, the new projects that are coming up. Mm. So the whole area should like be like affordable housing. Not a could mass be housing. could be densified. Mm, it's Not housing, yeah. doesn't have to be affordable, but can be densified. Mm. Yeah. So how come there's no plan for Because most of these projects are private. So the plan is there, but they're not being implemented. Could be. Yeah. So Abu, you are talking about plans. Actually, yeah, there yeah, are plans. You could do a long road in 1973, something being done. But there are plans. You see, when when we make yes, plans yes. for residential areas, we say mm. this is going to be for low income, mm. this one for middle, and this one for high. Of yeah. course, for low income, it, it has to be densified, High, mm. highly yeah. densified. Yes. Yes. What what I'm sure of, plans are there. It's the implementation of that. It's taking long. For instance, yeah. even something like the expansion. I heard about it in 2012. Right now is when it's being implemented. So what I know is that plans are there, but because uh, the implementation is slow, people forget even they are there. Do you think it's uh, the planners have not gone an extra mile of telling us there are plans there? Because I think us, you just know because they say IB has just told us here yeah, there are plans. Uh, and we believe her. <laughs> you must believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, okay, there are normally these um, community engagement programs where they go to the ground and they get... They educate people. They educate people and they tell people this is what you're planning to do. Like hmm. for the Nairobi ICDP, the Integrated Development Plan, they actually involved people, you know, they came with a map and they said this is what you're planning to do. They always involve people. Community participation. That, yeah, like um, the people on the ground. Like if you're not, um, if you don't put your ear on the ground and interact in the yeah. in the suburbs, they're not going to because yeah, hear about it. Yeah. Even before we intend to plan, mm. we give the notice. Yeah. We have to notify you that we intend to plan. So it's put up on social media. It's also put up on magazines. Something that anyone can see. So what happens to these areas that have already gone beyond the planning of the the restrictions? Yeah. Let's say Umoja, yeah. or where they already they are they existing beyond the sewer measures, the mm. water, everything, drainage roads. They just they're existing. They need to be gentrified. <coughs> what happened? What is it? <laughs> no, it's not harsh. It, it it is true. Gentrification gives the area a facelift. Mm. That's why you can even predict the amount of infrastructure that needs to be there, even Wait, in 50 what is, years. What is, what is gentrification first? What's gentrification? <laughs> Architect. <laughs> Architect. 
he was like, it's so harsh. What is gentrification? <laughs> please go ahead. No, please, please. Let, let the expert explain. <laughs> it's just um, creating a new environment to an old area. Like, let's say the way you can find an old it house is there. Like an example of Umoja yes. area. Old houses, you mm. just try and give them, just paint them, paint them demolish mm -hmm. some, put up new structures, just make it more beautiful. Have you been, have you been to Imoja? Or is an example? Have I been to Imoja? Yes, I have been to Imoja. Yeah, now use that example because <laughs> the houses are not old. They're not old. These are new apartments. People are building there every day. Let's say Tasia. People are building it. I don't know Tasia. <laughs> You're not saying buru 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 is okay. old houses. Yeah. You're already mm. there, so you can do. Huruma. There's pipeline. Yeah. You've been to pipeline. Huruma. I've passed through pipeline. Yeah, you've seen how pipeline already there are new buildings, but yeah. they all exist That's beyond their so cool, eh? sewer, sewer line, water, roads. People have already built even next to roads. Oh, those road reserves. Well, that's not gentrification. That's going even against the development control of the area. That was my question. Why, now, these areas where they've gone beyond the... That, what happens? Now, two things. My understanding of gentrification is you take an area and then you try and develop a new plan for it to make it a bit more... Um, valuable. Valuable, yeah. You Essentially increasing the value um, many times by even reducing the density. Why I think it's harsh is because by increasing the value, it obviously means that some people who currently are in those areas will not be able to stay in them after the process taking place. And during this process, people have to be removed out of them, some which who can't come back. So and that's why there are resettlement action plans. So uh, for example, let's not delve into your debate. We divert. With gentrification still, these new walkways you are having, are they a new way of improving whatever? Or let's say the new walkways. Okay, that, that, yeah. Yes. That's a totally different. Uh, that's a totally different thing. That's improvement. How do you mm. call that gentrification? Yeah. Per se? Mm. Uh, those ones are welcome because in Nairobi most people are um, pedestrians. Most yeah. people so those are things that were missing that are being put right now. Yes, mm. it's adapting. You know, maybe at the time, at the time Nairobi was being planned, they didn't know in 50 years how many. But if you're still using the 1973s, that's what I'm saying. Three. Like, okay, <laughs> let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, 15 years ago, 15 years ago, you are what? You are like 10 or slightly older than 10, 12, 13. You are fifteen. Yeah. I was fifteen. There was no there was no like look at these smartphones, they were not there. The only thing that was there was the landline. I think pages were there. And there was the current devices we have now did not exist and there was no thought of something like only 15 years. So definitely 50 years ago when people are planning, yeah, you can plan all you want, but you have no idea what's going to be there in 50 years. So things change. Problem is population. Population, population projections. Population growth. Mm. Population growth mm. Sometimes you cannot 
you cannot predict the growth, especially for a city like Nairobi. Mm. You can predict the growth for population maybe to six million, but mm. people coming in at a, outside. Yeah. At a moment, people using a more than what you're probably people passing through Nairobi are 12 million. Mm. So, mm. and you see now when planners are planning, maybe they are planning with six million in mind. Mm. But then, as the as the city grows, people are coming in rural rural to urban migration. People are coming or people are coming to work. So you find the streets are congested, and then there is no space for people to do their normal businesses and then it destroys the whole environment so the part about people what do you think of the prolif- so, proliferation mm. of slums do you think there is an is it related do you think we've reached a point in this in this city where slums are no longer growing they're still growing no. Like slums are still growing, yes. Two Is years ago. <laughs> I think slums mm. should, should have stopped growing with plants. No. Because, you know, even the history of Kibera, it mm. was given. It was a gift to the mm. people in the military. But if you had... It was a gift. Yes. Know. Yes. We can Google that. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> know. Hey, you have some... <laughs> so if you had been in Kibera like Kibera like 10 years ago mm. you'd find that most of the structures are like bungalows let me just call them bungalows mm. but when i went there in 2018 like you could find someone has just put stairs and then there's an upper room mm. not really designed but mm. you see they are trying to maximize the space that they also have also the children's home we worked in yeah. But do you, do you think the slums are growing or do you think they are? They're still growing. They may not grow like physically, like on space, expanding on space. But number of people living there. Yeah, the number, the number of people. Yeah, the, dense, the density is. Of which, yeah. if the government does not come in and do something, it's going to look like, the, let's say, do? somewhere like Bangladesh or what India. What, what <laughs> oh my do? God, Abana. It's going to look like that. What, what should they do? What they should do. This affordable housing is a good step towards there. Towards 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 that. And then something about uh uh what do they call it? I don't know how many gentrification of an what they did to Soweto. Soweto slum. Yes. Could not d- so it will still it will still remain a slum. Mm-hmm. But, but it's more, pl- it's but planned, it's, more, it's, planned. it's yeah. planned, serviceable and all that, lighting and all that. Because you're not going to take these people out of there and then go make them pay expensive houses. Yeah. But you can make it serviceable. Yeah. You can make it at least more, what do you call it? The worst thing is to more make them organized. More it's organized. Yeah. See, Where people can with stay. With development, mm. you, you don't want it to be just unplanned and sporadic. Mm. That's the only issue. Yeah. The fact that someone comes and just does a structure, no plans, no. The roads are not straight. Exactly. <laughs> Fire, Fire trucks cannot yeah, get yeah. there. Hospitals, so the only is all the that. Fact that they are not planned. Yes. And yeah, now getting people out of there, you have. To, if you want to take people out of there, you have to provide an alternative. Place, an alternative that is just as affordable. Yes. So. But they were given the those homes and mm-hmm. they sold them. No, it's because... <laughs> you know, the first thing, you tackle the mind. First, mm, you have to mind. tackle the mind. Educating the people or what? You use sociologists. Talk to mm. people. It's mm. not that we really want to remove you. We want mm. to help you. We want to improve yeah. this place. It's because if you're providing a solution to someone, you just can't uh, 
do it out of the blue and say, okay, yeah. it has to be, the solution has to come from them. Yes. Mm-hmm. All the successful programs in Kibera are because you involve they involve the people. the people, yeah, so they mm-hmm. take ownership of it. And yeah. there are other slums apart from Kibera. Yeah, Madare. Madare. What is the other? Korogosho. There's so many. <laughs> there are slums and then the informal settlements. Yes. And those are two distinctive mm. areas. Mm. Like you can go to Kibera and mm. find that the worst of the worst is how they they live, not mm. actually how they move or anything. Mm. But then you can go to Kangemi. Kangemi is fronted by a market. Mm. And then there's now that transport corridor that's being expanded for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then when you go deep into Kangemi, you can you'll find mm-hmm. a dump site that's also a burial ground. Mm-hmm. And also you'll find like sewage flowing there. So you mm-hmm. can imagine the smell. Yeah. And next to that piece of land, people are just living around it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not I I don't even know how to say it, but there's informality mm-hmm. and then now there's slum development. But I also think uh, these uh, these uh, these plants. I think maybe they concentrate so much on the cities, and they forget the outskirts. They forget these areas where people live. Where let's say where they've designated as for a lower class mm. to live. It's like it's been abandoned. They, you don't find people. But from the also 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 I don't think people people because also I think they do not understand how people live. Yeah. I don't think you can arrange people to live outside the this way they arrange the CBD like that like yeah. that. I think yeah. how people settle is very in Kenya in Nairobi it's very random and need best. Mm. You if your you job is somewhere near there, there's no ma- that's where you're, you yeah. yeah. where you're going to settle. That's you you figure out. Even as a rich person settle. Out. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, 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 but let's say let's say example of a place like Let's say where I live, like Kisama. You find it has been sub- subdivided nicely. But then, uh, I think now this is the failure, I don't know, to, I don't know maybe NCA or... The types of building they're building there, and even whether they're completing them, you find they're just building... Some, I don't know, maybe I call them substandard. <laughs> what? I think if, even if those are third-party, uh, lower-income lower houses... The way they are being built, at least there should be some control in how mm. these houses should be built and how they should look. But Agreed. I yeah. think that's why we are failing. Yeah. People are not controlling how they are being built. Someone will just subdivide a, a small room like this. And, and, it, uh, and I think yeah. areas that uh. where people are building these apartments, sort of, mm. let's say, because that's, we call them high rise buildings. Mm. Like Umoja, Lakisama, mm-hmm. they say they, the control there is very minimal. Yes. But if you go to an area like Tsiokimau, mm-hmm. where people are buying land mm. and they are building, you find they're telling you this area is controlled. Yes. For you just not to build. This is how you have to build. For you just not to build yeah. uh, an apartment, or if you go to Lovington. They tell you you cannot put an apartment here. It is controlled. Especially but the Karen funny Vega, thing... Those are the most stringent places. Yeah, yeah and the funny Very thing about Lovington is mm. you're talking about being controlled. You mm. can just walk there to Hatero and you'll find a small house and then an apartment. It just yeah. depends on the one who's bought the land. Mm. Money power. So, if just a small small amount of control in Gekko into those areas, like, let's say, like Sama, Kasarani... Mm. Uh, Umoja, you know that we'll be seeing some at least some order mm. in there. But right now, 
it looks chaotic. For someone who hasn't done anything in construction, does not understand what's going on there. Mm. Probably someone, people like us will understand, will see, the, okay, the land had been subdivided, but then what mm. happened during the construction phase? Mm. So you don't even follow up to see, first floor, reinforcement is like this. So there you've said that, <laughs> Mike. Yeah. So it already exists. Mm. What next? Because they are not going to stop tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to go that for maybe another five years. Then you'll find it's packed. Now people will go to another area to do the same. Do the same thing, they think yeah. the same guys so will do the you, same. How do you control they just yeah, yeah, yeah. move the tenants around. What I think is now maybe now this is where the government has to come in with the regulations, mm. because you see even in developed countries mm. when they are building when they are building these houses mm. there has there have to be standards. And I know these but, standards but are no, here, is, but they are not being. They are standards. Uh, yes, they are not Even being when implemented. You're taking, when you're being, um, when you're <laughs> taking, a, uh, submitting a building yeah. uh, for approval, when you mm. put it on the e permit system, mm. there are certain requirements that whatever you're presenting has to meet. Yes. So it's not that the standards are not there. There's a certain mm. way structures have to are supposed to come up, mm. but that is not happening. It is not happening. Things the way they want to do it. So the question is. How do we stop that going? First of all, you ask yourself, why is it that people want to bypass this system, and how do you get them to follow it? Yeah, I just think the standards are there, but they're not being implemented. And we, these people, if again, I think yeah, I think so. So the issue is enforcing. May I don't think may I don't think the issue is enforcing because it is, it is hard to enforce when you know this 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 are this are big problems. This is big money. Mm. It's very hard for you to put limit on this kind of it's the same way I heard that. You see when they started demolishing riparian those buildings yeah. on riparian. Oh, yeah, the riparian like they only went a few buildings. A few buildings, <laughs> then they stopped. Mm. You know why they stopped? They said the amount of money that it, the amount of investment they are going to bring down is so much mm. for them to go on riparian land and demolish all those buildings. Mm. So they stopped there. No, but it's fair to destroy the, the buildings along riparian reserves. This is the water that someone else will use. Will use. So <laughs> they're just disposing their waste. Over there, mm. dead bodies are being found in those rivers. Mm -hmm. Like it's important to protect it, make it a greenway. Not just for you, but, but also for future generations. And all, what yeah. about the investment that has been put? It's yeah. not say, about let's investment. Let's say if you go yeah. this uh, this area of Kilimani, let's say yeah, they have. Let's say it is because if someone has settled there and has been there for a number of years, they have some kind of. Right. Or even the type of structure that is next to the yeah. let's say if so you have ten malls, if you follow let's say ten ten very multi billion structures mm -hmm. are, are, are along mm -hmm. <laughs> the Ripalian whatever. Yeah. But who is at fault for allowing that development to yeah. go there? To go on. You see. And you stay there for years. Because I don't think you can give a plan uh, it is mm -hmm. the same. A, 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 a plot of land. And then you tell them like this one is next. And on the building, building, building approval and I'm like, process. Okay, mm. you building, can go building ahead. approval process. You mm -hmm. have to get NEMA certified. Mm. Yeah. NEMA cannot certify a land on riparian land. Mm. Yeah. So, 
what's happening what goes on and we have people and you will find people what you I will say, find those buildings they have nema number written there on, the, on that board mm. that they got the approval for nema from nema mm. then you wonder what's going on so another another we, we another issue back, another example is mm. that sorry sorry yeah sorry. go on go on it's also if we merge the mm. riparian and this latest 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 issue about the ngong forest mm-hmm. already there are estates existing mm. along where i think the land was sold to them and they already have titles mm. but they are told gazetted before it was sold now or I'm after those issues were there I now people have already made a live a livelihood out of this they've put in investments by the way what I happens what mm-hmm. happens if i have money and i I set out to do a development I go I'm told there's land here I go there I purchase the land I do my due diligence get a title get approval to do what I need to do you can't put me at fault the point of getting Definitely. a title that's land mm-hmm. the point of getting approvals that is still the government mm. so now how can you then come back to me and say that no I followed due process the mm. issue are the people who are working for those institutions yes the people in those institutions they are the only ones who can protect um, such develop they can prevent such developments from happening but yeah and mm. in steve's example i've mm. just asked was the forest gazetted or mm. was it not mm. it was gazetted but it is degazetted by i don't know they said there's a period when the, the area was degazetted from being a forest by because mm. even amongst the complainants of that i mm. saw a very 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 renowned urban planner mm. so i don't think he would buy land mm. that is anywhere near any scandal mm. or land that is anywhere so it was the purchasers are usually innocent yeah. no but he it is a very known planner yeah. so even you as a known architect would mm. you just buy a house knowing mm. that you can see there are faults inside the house no mm. no no no, no. Mm. so that that has to be someone else's fault okay So NMS Good. has a big bug to just if it's yeah. going to tackle some of these issues then mm. there's another issue of like the discussion you've just said we've put a full stop there because mm. we'll, we'll have so many questions mm. for ourselves mm. another one was governance mm. and this is where now I think leadership has to come you know when now you div- when you when you bring division into an office and decision makers now there is where things will get cooked up so may believe for governance is a place for me i think they should really focus on and use their leadership to to drive the development of the city unless somebody else thinks otherwise sometimes they interfere <laughs> like so. when you said when you talked about public mm. participation yes yeah. you have to invite the local leader there yeah. mm. but then they come with their own agenda as well mm. and then they you know those are the challenges let me tell you comes the real agenda of course at the end of the day whatever exploit you want to do whatever exploit you want to do there'll be resistance and there'll be challenges along the way it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you don't do it it's yeah, the right thing to, to do, do those are challenges you just need to face you still need to involve the public it still needs to happen even if these people come with their own agenda then you just have to figure out ways to to deal with that but it doesn't mean you don't involve them but as a learned person mm. do you think like kila siku lazima tunyenyeke 
Lexico band. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to go south. It's mm. going to go left at mm. some point. But will we have to be put down every other day? And that's where we always go wrong. We can't speak up. Can't say anything. I think uh, what what they are trying is not dictatorship. I think it's just enforcing a authority that was missing. Mm. That is their their conception. So it's going by the law, mm. but making sure it works without Enforcing opposition. It, yeah. yeah. Mm. But look at. But if you introduce dictatorship now, it becomes very bad. Yeah, look at. A lot of introduce a lot of opinion right now, it will also be bad. You have to balance. It's a, <laughs> it's a middle ground. Good. Middle, gra- middle ground is good, but then it hurts so many people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I was saying, like, there are many larger countries, more developed countries, like like we were talking about NMS, how they're putting up pedestrian walkways, how they're mm-hmm. reducing the number of parkings. So many countries have done it in Europe. Yeah. And they increase the vibrance of cities. Mm. Like you can see more people are walking. Mm. Let's say you're driving mm. along Kenyatta Avenue. Will you just park your car on the road and go buy a phone? No. Mm. You'll have to get somewhere to park and go buy a phone. But mm. if you're walking, you're, you're easily... It's accessible. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You can do a it's lot of things. You can do a lot. To interact. Also, yeah. someone... I was watching a documentary. They're saying uh, cities... Why why do people love European cities? You hear people they're calling Paris, Jude's what Rome. Mm. People want to go to honeymoon there. Yeah. Who wants to go to honeymoon to Dubai? They just want to go and do business. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> because these 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 were designed as mm. cities. City mm. is not about building. Mm. It's not about how tall the building is. It's the people. Mm. It's about that mm. vibrance, how mm. these people come together in an orderly manner. Yeah, yeah. If you put a city square somewhere, it mm. doesn't have to be so big that someone feels like a dwarf in there. Mm. Just the right amount of space mm. so that you feel like it's a, like a community. Mm. That's why people love Paris. You'll find them in the evening, they are walking. They're doing a, in the in Dubai, you have to be in, a, in an Uber bullets. all yeah. the time yeah. and into the hotel. Well, it's also hot, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also have hot. in there? <laughs> no, yeah. Vicarious. Would you like I to be there? <laughs> I am. I am. Quote, I am quoting the person who was there. You so, are there. So, but yeah. anyway, if you look, okay, it, it yeah. looks good. Mm. But with the way they were showing now, mm. Dubai, you cannot just walk freely because mm. it's all roads mm. everywhere and all. Yeah, that. Then you compare mm. with somewhere like you compare with uh, this city. Uh, they showed Prague mm. in Czech Republic, mm. uh, capital city of Hungary. Prague or Prague. Be- depends with that with your English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. They also showed uh, Paris. Mm. And then they, they, they tell why. Why do people love these cities? Why? Mm. It's because of that. You feel they're not all buildings there, mm. but there's that feeling it's a city and there's that communal feeling again. Mm-hmm. That's how mm. cities should be. Mm. These things that cities should have tall buildings and all that came in the 19th century. Well, they should. I think <laughs> they should have tall buildings. Yes, but I think they should that's be there the for for, yeah. for for commercial and all that. Yeah, there, there's the importance of that. Yeah. Also. Uh. But if we want to encourage people to walk and all that, we can mm. have both. We can have the tall buildings then, but mm. then don't uh, put streets as the quick and all that. You should mm. provide spaces for people to walk so, and all that. But you see now the problem that was there that came in the 19th century. Mm people were being encouraged to drive. Mm. So roads were being built even through the cities yeah. without 
someone else in mind. They were just thinking people will be driving. We'll always drive. People yeah, will be yeah, driving yeah. through. Mm. Now the problem of driving, mm. we are seeing. Mm. We are seeing it now. Mm. The because congestion. Maybe then they were not seeing it, mm. but now we are seeing it because mm. now there's congestion. Mm. You find a, a whole car, saloon car, you go up on a Zimepangana mingi apu. Then of course, so, traffic jam. Yeah, all those problems. And instead, in people should be walking. Yes, yeah. yeah. mass transit. Atami nikitoka, nikitoka, nikishuka, nikishuka, nini? Ngara. Nafika tao araka kushina mwenye amibaki kwa gari adi kwa stage. So, also, yeah. Also, yeah. Since the gari. So, also, there is a transportation problem. Yes. How can how can it be tackled? It, it can be tackled through mm. mass transit in Atana Kuacha outward. What would they be with infrastructure for pedestrians plus mass transit? Through mass transit. Yeah. When they're coming in and coming but out. I, but within mm. the city, what, what about walk. the expressway? Expressway. But that expressway. one doesn't. I don't think. <laughs> do expressways allow people to stop in cities? No. no. The point of an expressway is to bypass. Just to bypass. Yes. 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 It's called bypass. a bypass. Yeah. yeah. Northern bypass, western bypass. Yeah. yeah. So uh, these so things. Transportation. How can they go about it? Transportation. Really. In Nairobi, me I feel Nairobi. Enjoy public transport. In Nairobi is okay. It's no. not okay. It's one of the biggest, biggest problems. And I'm just waiting to see how NMS plan to deal with it. But the way transportation see it, is still a big problem. The biggest issue with it is the fact that it's privatized. Mm. Yeah. So now because it's privatized, it's very hard to control. Mm. And then it's it's not very organized. You have all these matatus and they don't adhere to particular body, which should be the case. But the problem is not the matatus. Maybe the problem is the people. But it's expensive. If you stop using matatus, they don't exist. What else will you use? The government can step in. They should give an alternative. Yeah, which, alternative. You know, which you, makes sense and which is more. Yeah, yeah because matatus, matatus, matatus come into town, and, also, and people need to use matatus to come into and town. Also, you and have also, to give an you alternative. Look, if you look back, you see that matatus have never brought a solution to the table. Mm. Yeah, never. There's no They're discussion that has They're ever ended with a good conclusion. Yes. So they think they have to change tune and do something different. But That's Nigeria it. has a different approach. Mm-hmm. Like. A matatu cannot stay there at one hour waiting for people to fill in. Your mm. 10 minutes are up, move. There's another matatu that's going to come and pick other passengers. Mm-hmm. Like timelines. If you are sticking to bus schedules, we wouldn't have the congestion that we are having right now. Mm-hmm. Are, in as are they publicly or privately? Um, I I'm think that makes a difference because... I'm assuming mm, they're both. If, if I have a matatu... Mm. I've invested in this thing. It's a business. <laughs> and then you lovely. tell me, I wait somewhere 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, I go in my matatu. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. I'll say no. I'll say no. But that, those, that's really the rule. Sense. Before unless, you bought the matatu, the there were the rules. It will discourage let's people say, from... Unless the government is paying you the empty seats. Exactly. What I was thinking... There is always a conflict. When it comes to public services, there's always a conflict between having... Um, when no... Things that should be public services are given to private. There's always that conflict between making money and providing a good service. Mm. When you want to truly serve the public, then the money should be secondary. It's the mm. service that is primary. So but how? But when it's privatized, it's about so money. It's going to be about so money. So how, how do you public yeah. publicize mm-hmm. a private motor industry? How you do don't. <laughs> That's you don't. That's you, don't. you bring an alternative <laughs> and let it die on its own. Just this yeah, thing. Exactly. That's yes. Idea. That's, yeah. idea. That's what I would do. 
you give mass a transit very good a very good alternative like yes so yeah. that BRT is going it. towards there but i don't yeah. think BRT will do the trick mm. do not be i think mm. something like you let if we can have something there. like railway yeah. like a subway yeah. uh yeah. of course matatu 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 but yeah. matatu like mm. so now if we are, if you're coming from thika road matatu kasarani you get into a subway it mm. brings you into town mm. if you are from wayaki way somewhere mm. in utiru uko hivyo ama na uko juki kuyu mombasa road the same way the mm. subway is what will bring you into the city mm. when you are within the city you will be walking the subway is what will take you out of the city subway na operate itakuwa na operate at a scheduled time na kitoka imetoka na watu kama 1000 i think my has brought up a hmm? that concept of a subway how do you even start constructing a subway oh God, you, you, can, you, you i know can, <laughs> that's that's why they're called subway they're underground maybe you we try light rail transit also also, also that one or yes. electric also even trains. In, in okay let's say chicago okay new york they did subway chicago they thought they did not uh they 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 saw subway was expensive all, all, they did light rail and they elevated it also do you mm. think if we bring it's the, the same thing just the placing of the rail but <laughs> do you think if we bring a light rail or a subway we'll be way ahead of our existence as africans way ahead what do you mean what's up that way so that i'm just asking i'm just asking but the target is always to be ahead yeah. why is that a problem Yeah, I know the target the target yeah. is to be ahead yes. but yes. Not <laughs> if we can start a subway <laughs> system tomorrow I'll support it yeah. yes. with all how, how do we exist kujenga. how yes. do we exist as, as <laughs> we exist as Africans and we exist as Kenyans so and we exist as East Africans what, do you mean to say do you mean to say that in order for us to be Kenyans and Africans we have to use bad things we have to use bad things to be Kenyans he wants us to use donkeys now you want us to use donkeys What no, I know, you have to move <laughs> to the same place. What I know, no, no. Same, why is if Uganda does not have a subway, we want a subway, Shabri Yao. Yeah. Hey, we have the <laughs> yeah. money. They will come to mm. Kenya and then see how we are not congested in Matata. Something good they will love something it. Good. Yeah. Everyone wants yeah. something good. Come on. Yeah. But what I know, yeah. it has solved, it has solved Shida, Shida, mass transit, Shida, Nini, Jam and all that mm. is subway. Or railway, any type of railway. Subway, mass, any light kind train. of so mass transit. It would be even as easy as starting with mm-hmm. very efficient bus transport system yeah. owned by the government. Yeah. They that, then they just pull people mm-hmm. away from Matatu. Yes. And then all slowly the Matatu just damaged. I think they've mm. tried that since 2013. But no, they did not. Uh, our Kweka Bar. What they're doing to BRT right now, they're building a dedicated route. So no, that's why to Thikarod itafanywa renovation But BRT. even you as you look at it mm. have you seen those concepts the way they are putting those um those dedicated routes mm. inside like kuzikon kuna lanes hivi alafu ndo zile ziko kwa the fastest lanes mtu akataka kushuka or do you think that is so the infrastructure is there they are building the infrastructure I think all included in that plan I think you're coming to this solution Do you think they were ahead of our existence? No, no Steve. No, 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 no. Bring BRT. No. No. Is, <laughs> Let me tell you. It's going to fail somehow. No. You know by the way. It is not existing. It might fail initially no. in the initial stages. As a local solution. It, it local. cannot trust, fail. Trust an local. engineer to think like that. When it's well an electrical engineer. Mimi nikikuja na gari tao. Not to have vision. Mimi nikikuja na gari. Singangi nayo tao. Eh. 
Yes. Then forest road nenda na changara kuna parking huko na lipia huko. Yeah. Then nakuja taumgu. Mm. That's what BRT is going to do. So natengeneza parking kasarani. That that's what they said. Mm. From the station. Yes. You mm. leave your car there and then you get into a traffic it italipa 20 bob. Instead of coming yeah. with your car mm. the way to Tao, ungaenda jam then pay 300 for parking. Mm-hmm. Then, who, who will do that? Parking. Who will do that unless ni mtu mwenye towers. Yeah. That's why I park my car. Yeah. So, Noted. for me, for me, for me, for me I tell you one thing. Your solution is good. If house like Sonko If you bring for me a subway. But you're Steve Sonko. And my Oh, it's a good solution. Transportation is something I don't know yet. It's, it's very it's hard. A, it's a nightmare even to, to countries to that are developed. Because because of how far <laughs> how far gone it is. You know it's like um it's like a tree. You know when a tree starts to grow and it's growing it's like crooked. a mugu a mugu tree. It's crooked a little bit when it's young you can straighten it. Yes. <laughs> But if you wait for years and then now years it grows uh, into something big and crooked then of course you, you have to put a lot of effort it without to breaking it. it. Exactly. You have to cut it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now that's yes. the same thing with right it has to be drastic. Mm. It has to like you have to fight the system. Mm. Yes. I think and just we go and start with the school. We, we learn even with places like Tokyo. 20 million people in Tokyo and they don't mm. they don't ever hear of traffic jam. But mm. ask yourself in Kenya, do you, have you heard of transport planners? Have you ever s- had someone who's graduated with a transport planning degree, bachelor's no. or master's? In fact, I'm hearing it from you for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> transport planner. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there in other countries. The yeah. most oh. one of the most successful <laughs> countries in transportation <laughs> is like Netherlands. Mm. And oh, the University of to Delft like offers transport and planning they use bicycles like yeah. everywhere yeah. and you see them mm. like Through embracing an empty yeah nobody might go do that and nobody owns the bicycle <laughs> you, <laughs> you, 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 you rent mm. it then you, you leave it there Yeah, it's a bike will take system. it and all that. Yeah, yeah mm. you just take and go, and it's very efficient. Uh, it all sounds also, so good, but also, I don't know how Nairobi can get I can go with the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I will go with it. Amina Pitana Moch. There are so many issues. So, to so another nearing uh, final point is, let's say, talk about the services. Or we can just you can do a blanket a of everything. There is mm. water, there is electricity, there is sewage, there is garbage. The list is long. There is air. The air we breathe. Are we paying for that? <laughs> But no, it's getting quality. polluted. It's getting polluted. People Polluters live near factories. People live near polluted near Nairobi River. Mm. People, are, there is toxic waste in Nairobi River. All these things. Mm. There is no services that we are seeing being offered. And this is also another problem that Nairobians, I think we are surviving on. We've Nobody has ever addressed services for us. I think the first step, even before you build a house, is to make sure that the services reach your area. Like, But if you lay the you infrastructure... But building the house. No. If you have the money, you build. Yeah, so but ideally, mm. if you lay the infrastructure first and then you put up the house, will you have an issue? No. Because you already have the water, you already have the sewer system, you already have the roads leading to your house whose responsibility do you think that that's the government yeah so that's why like in when you talked about the garden city mm. those cities were pre-planned before people moved in mm. 
mm-hmm. and they had their own capacities. Like they would not go beyond a certain threshold. Mm-hmm. Like let's say if they reached 20,000 people, the rest would be settled in another city because that optimizes the functionality of, of the, the services. set services. So we are yes. going back to my question. Yes. Umoja. They're already existing beyond here. Services. Gentrification. What is the solution there? These people have, there's no water. They only sus- and they'll, they'll complain there's no water. But even it's people in Lovington don't have water. Mm. Let's say even these are not of garbage. Yeah. It is because they, there's yeah, no maybe. room for this, there are no fire fire stations. Mm. There are no police enough police forces. dispensaries are not there. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. infrastructure you find schools are very few few schools. I wish I wish that planners were put in every platform because in the planning handbook you can see that one fire station equates to this number of people, mm-hmm. one school equates to this number of people. Yeah, if. The planning handbook that was... That's well no, that's good. the public planning handbook. The issue is already there. Now you're faced with a situation where it's already a mess. You diagnose it and try and fix it. I wouldn't tell you what's good for Umoja because I've not been there. I, I don't know what they need. I didn't think this conversation would, would have taken us to this far, but I really appreciate. And also, our listeners... We want you to visit www.acutemedia.co.ke where you can find other podcasts. There are very nice shows there for you to listen. All are cutting across, not only in the infrastructure sector as Jengana, but more interesting content is there and available, such as this. Then also, we thank you very much for listening to us. And as we continue with Jengana in conversation, we'll have more conversations just to to see how people are doing and to know our industries. Thank you very much for joining us. Until next time, thank you very much.